0: Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz.
1: <laughs> I went down that time. <laughs> you like, did. It really threw me for a loop. <laughs> I'm Natalie I was Like, Should I say my name differently? I really wasn't sure.
0: <gasps> Want to keep you on your toes.
1: Yeah. Uh, exciting. Let's just jump right into
0: some news that'll be very exciting to some people. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, Disney launched, or they, they are set to launch a new neighborhood community, um, called Story Living. This is exciting for some people who love Disney. Um, they previously had what the, the community in Celebration, Florida. That was like a huge thing for people. Um, (laughs) I I think you can tell where I'm going with this. I'm not a super big Disney head, but uh, story so story living. It's it's not one community that they're building. I I found from my research, it's actually a number of different communities, and their first one is going to be in Rancho Mirage, California, and it's oh, going to so be not even Florida. No, this one is this one is right in the Coachella Valley. Um, Mm. super hot and it's going to be a 55 plus community too it has a clubhouse it will feature Disney programming entertainment and activities throughout the year um (laughs) TBD (laughs) I don't know what
1: what is a an ideal programming event for 55 plus community I mean maybe they'll have like
0: screenings of things um I mean, there was a quote in the story, um, I think from the official press release, that said, these master plan communities are intended to inspire residents to foster new friendships, pursue their interests, and write the next exciting chapter in their lives, all while enjoying the attention to detail, unique amenities, and special touches that are Disney hallmarks. (laughs) So, a big ball of vagueness. Do you see why this, like, interests people, though?
1: No, I also have never been a big Disney person. I've never even been to Disney World or Disneyland. I've never had a desire, actually, to go. Um, I don't... I'm going to offend probably a big part of our fan base here, but I don't understand the adult Disney obsession. Yeah. If like, Hey, if any of our
0: listeners can, like,
1: explain it to us, email us <laughs> at podcast
0: at com because... I mean, I get the appeal
1: as a child. I watched Little Mermaid on a loop for probably 48 hours straight. Like, I understand, but I was a child. I was eight. So, I mean,
0: a lot of people thought that Celebration was a little creepy just because it was kind of that, like, Pleasantville, like, you know, oh, hi, neighbor. Like, everything's great. And, um, I, This is, I don't know if they're going for like a picture perfect, like another picture perfect type of community, but, um,
1: it looks like that's what they're attempting to do.
0: Yeah. This, this one, it's, the community is going to be surrounded this big lagoon in Rancho Mirage, um, a 24 acre grand oasis. Um, I have
1: questions about how we're going to pay for that water, but that's a whole other podcast.
0: In the middle of the desert. Yeah. In a drought. Yeah. And and the homes are going to be their condominiums and single family homes. So just depending on what you what you're into.
1: I guess it's just like there's two con- or I have two questions. So one, how Disney is this Disney community going to be? Mm-hmm. And this doesn't actually. This one in particular does not look like it's going to be in your face Disney. Mm-mm. But the second question I have is then what's the appeal? Yeah. So Who's your
0: target audience here? I mean Disney is trying to take over the world, so I guess that this is just another piece of the puzzle. But yeah, so look forward to that Disney fans. So that news hit us and then <laughs> <laughs> um hit us hard. <laughs> it hit us hard and you know, we're we're also often hit hard by topics about hgtv shows um there was an interesting topic floating around kind of on reddit and then it's just i feel like it's in just the general like just back of people's minds um a lot of the hosts of hgtv shows or similar renovation type shows not everyone starts out as a designer or a contractor some of these people were plucked from you know Influencer ship obscurity (laughs) so like for example I'm thinking of like um the property brothers they started out they they wanted to be actors um they also grew up you know being very handy but they did like pursue acting but then they kind of fell into this like property brothers role um there is the host of no reno demo Jennifer Todrick um one particularly angry redditor <laughs> I saw this floating around on reddit um just said she like she doesn't have any legitimacy like she was an influencer before she started she, before she was the host of the show like sure she can like throw a room together and and um you know complete like these little home projects but mm-hmm. when it comes down to it like she doesn't have experience like dealing with clients and dealing with vendors and doing like big big scale renovations i mean i guess that's not really the vibe of her show uh and then we saw recently just a few days ago or or yesterday hgtv announced um that teen mom 2's chelsea and cole deboer deboer i don't know if i'm saying that right um they would be headlining a show called farmhouse fabulous and it's a home renovation show Uh, Of course, if you watch Teen Mom 2, Chelsea had, you know, she she was kind of struggling to, like, find what job she wanted. Like, she worked at, like, a tanning salon at one point. And I think she – but she has cultivated this audience. I think she has a podcast at this point. Like, she has a big following on Instagram. So she is, in every sense, an influencer. Um, and yeah, she but just... nowhere
1: in this – I mean, you're talking about Teen Mom, too. I, I'll admit I'm not a, a viewer. It, like, where's the Venn diagram of her <laughs> having enough knowledge or know-how to host a home renovation show?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And there's another side to this coin, though. Like, people are – you know, some people are, like, up in arms. Like, what the heck? They don't – it's, it's – they don't have any – business hosting a a home renovation show but then the other side of it is like this is a business for these television production companies you know they, so they wa- want
1: a proven formula somebody who already has the following
0: exactly they can if if their host can tweet or can put a post on instagram that says hey i'm hosting this show followers come and watch it like you know if, if they can hold their own on camera, I feel like a network is going to be like, OK, cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair argument, especially when we've been sort of mocking uh, Discovery Plus and HGTV who keep coming out with these dozens of shows with a bunch of nobodies. I mean, we had a whole <laughs> episode where we were like, who's that and why are they you know, why do they get a show? So- or they
0: come out with shows with somebodies like um, who was the rapper? Uh, it wasn't Snoop, but it was, oh, Lil John. Lil John. Te- tear down for what? That's I know right. that's not the name of it, but yeah, Lil John is is hosting a home renovation and show.
1: They had the, the show, I think it was pretty successful with Retta, the ugliest house in America. Right. So, I mean, they're obviously seeing great success with doing shows that have, you know, household names. But I, I guess I would argue... I don't know. We're just getting into weird territory here that I don't like. I I don't maybe maybe I'm an old and because I don't follow social media influencers, I'm not I don't know TikTokers names. Mhm. They're not they're not my household names. But I you know, they do bring their own fan base to the table, I guess. Do you like watching? Like does it tick you off
0: if you were to watch like a home renovation show with someone who you know is just really good at like posting pictures of their face on Instagram but like because it's it's when they get up there they're like giving advice about home renovation that I'm just like but you don't really I feel like know. you're leading the witness I know right <laughs>
1: um but yes I mean I, I do it strikes me that it probably annoys you but yeah I mean I guess I would just say there seem to be a lot of other qualified individuals who could host a show mm-hmm. and yeah you're right Jonathan and Drew Scott may have started out wanting to be actors but they they still had a foot in this world mm-hmm. they still knew what they were doing and this article that you sent me about Jennifer Todrick she straight up says I I didn't know what I was doing and I told them I don't know what I'm doing and oh they so she kept owns insisting it. And they said, we'll make it easy for you. We'll do all the heavy lifting. They'll, you know, we'll line up the homes and the clients for you and all you have to do. And she said, quote, was literally show up. So she's owning it at least. She's being honest. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> but like,
0: you know, it's more, it's more about just someone who <laughs> That's can- That's my like, closing kick, argument. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it's just, it's just more about someone who can carry the show at the end of the day. I just
1: feel like there's other people out there. There have to be qualified individuals who can also carry the show. I
0: know. I feel like we've we've spoken to and, and we've met people who are really good at their craft and really good, you know, really good at what they do. But they just, for whatever reason, haven't been able to score a show because maybe they don't have like a huge Instagram following because they don't have time to... Uh, cultivate their Instagram following because they are working on their business and like being a good designer, being a good contractor. So I don't know. Wasn't like I saw somewhere that Jojo and Jordan. Oh, they have a new show. They finally got some sort of.
1: Didn't they have a YouTube show or it was a yeah a quibby something i I can't remember but they had something that was short-lived the big d that's what it is um (laughs) they keep trying to
0: oh maybe this this was old they hosted like a dating show which like fine but they were they they themselves were trying to break into
1: like a home renovation thing um yeah, and listeners, she's referring to JoJo Fletcher and Jordan Rogers, uh, who yeah. are uh, famous for uh, The Bachelor.
0: Thank you for clarifying. Thank- I, I just assumed that everyone knows.
1: <laughs> that. <laughs> I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it, I mean, it, this just goes back to the conversation that we've had so many times, which is how many home renovation shows are too many run- home renovation shows. But now it seems almost more absurd that we're giving a platform to people t- who don't who didn't know earn anything it about it. They didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. And I I get it on like a occasional basis as a novelty thing, like Lil John, right? That's that's a, funny, yeah. right? But I've never heard of Jennifer Todrick before. No. I mean, I see. When does like, the show
0: air? Uh which I one? I mean, the- well, let's
1: watch it. Let's
0: let's try to give it a fair eye. Farmhouse fabulous,
1: yeah. We'll definitely. I don't know if we have er, an, an air date yet. That farmhouse fabulous is the Teen Mom one, right? Yes, that's the Teen <laughs> Mom one. <laughs> the crossover event. I never thought that I would see. And also, um, like
0: farmhouse. Why? I thought we're over farmhouse. Yeah. It's gonna are we die not, a very
1: slow death? I think. Are we
0: not over farmhouse? Yeah. I mean,
1: it's hanging on. Maybe there's like different like iterations. Uh, there's so the one with Jennifer Todrick is no demo Reno, um, right? No Reno demo. No no demo Reno.
0: No Reno demo.
1: No no demo Reno.
0: <laughs> really? Did I write it wrong? Oh, I'm no demo. <laughs> oh yeah, I did write it
1: wrong. <laughs> well, that's their first problem. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: can work both ways whatever whatever either way yeah this, um this show so has been wait, out. it's not a new show it already exists right it's no reno demo no deno remo whatever it's called is uh not a new show that has been out oh um but we could certainly take a look at it and see if it's ridiculous <laughs> Rachel, let's talk about a unique property, shall we? That's very famous. Yes, we shall. Iconic Los Angeles real estate. The Spelling Manor, which I've read uh, is bigger than the White House in square footage. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, 56,500 square feet. (laughs) in size and it sits on a 4.6 acre lot. Um it's back on the market. And this, and this pl-
1: was the house owned by Aaron Spelling, right? Yes, Aaron Spelling,
0: um legendary TV producer of 90210, Fame. So he he has passed away. Um but this house was built for him in like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, he and his wife Candy lived there for a number of years. And then uh, upon his death, his wife put it up for sale. Um, and she ended up selling it for $85 million, which is considerably less than she wanted to sell it for. She wanted to sell it for $150 million. Um, ended <laughs> up selling it to, yeah,
1: had to take quite a hit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big, big differential.
0: Yeah, so she sold it in 2011 to Petra Ecclestone, who is the daughter of Formula One mogul Bernie Ecclestone. She had this house and she like totally redid it. Um, and she ended up putting it back on the market in 2016 for 200 million. Um, and that's actually a skosh more than it's on the market right now for. So Petra, um, put it on the market for 200, sold it in 2019, um, for 120 to a, an anonymous Saudi, um, billionaire. Uh, so that person got a bit of a deal and now it's back on the market for 165. So I realized that like, if that might've been hard to follow, but basically it's always sold for way less than it's been on the market for. Um, so the question remains: Is this house going to sell for one hundred sixty-five million? Is someone going to scoop it up? Right. What do we think?
1: Uh, I think it's insane that it's priced so much higher than it was the last time it was on the market. So right. no, I don't think that it's going to sell for that amount. One hundred, especially given the fact that there are so few one hundred million-plus homes on the market. It's just you decrease your pool of buyers your your pool of buyers is already really small
0: it is yeah there's there's a select few um who who can even step inside and like look at this mansion they have to do like um, i'm
1: sure they look (laughs) at your financials to be like can you even allowed one foot in the door can you even afford this dude (laughs) like yeah um Uh, i don't
0: see it happening do you I mean, I don't know if it's going to go for 165 just because history shows that, you know, you don't have to pay full asking for a house like this. Um, one of our experts said that they think it will sell, but it'll probably take a few years, which is common for a really expensive house like this. Uh, and then another person did point out that there's only six um, $100 million plus 100 million plus dollar homes on the market in Los Angeles. So if you are a billionaire who's come in and is just like, I want nothing less than nine figures. (laughs) um, You have your pick of six homes. So that could up the chances for this home, but it's probably, yeah, it's, it's probably not going to go for
1: 165 full ask. Um, Why would you? I mean, billionaires are trying to get a deal too, right? <laughs> I mean, how did they become billionaires to begin with? They made smart deals. Exactly. Um, I mean, this house is known, th- this, it had,
0: when when Candy Spelling lived there, it had that famous um, gift wrapping room. Do you remember everyone was like, oh, like she has her own gift wrapping room. Just like so many rooms that are just, you know, for, for things you don't need a separate room for um massive walk-in closets a bowling alley a beauty salon this house is crazy and it's up for grabs so if you know any billionaires tell them to look at this place because it's also like not only will they own a really gorgeous place but they'll also own a little bit of los angeles real estate history Okay, it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment at the end of every episode where we talk about celebrities or famous individuals and the homes that they bought, sold, or rented. And we choose one winner and one loser. And we always start with our loser so we can end on a high note. Uh, our loser this week is football player J.J. Watt. Wah, wah. <laughs> He's on the Cardinals, right? Yes. Here we go.
1: He, he, here we go. My foot my resident
0: football I, sports knowledge. I'm just relying on you. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes. So JJ Watt, uh he, he plays for the Arizona Cardinals. Um he was on the Texans, right?
1: Well, it, doesn't it, does right. <laughs> it doesn't matter now you're getting into his history. It doesn't
0: matter. This is not a sports podcast. Um, um. <laughs> but the reason that he's our loser, this is serious business. The okay, reason stop that he's laughing. our... I'm so sorry. The reason he's our loser is because uh, he dropped the price of his Texas mansion by $700,000. Um, and it was initially on the market for $5.7 So he chopped that 7 that point seven off of the price. And said, just give me five. We don't know how much Watt bought this house for. Because uh, he he picked it up for an undisclosed amount of money. Um, but before, um, before selling to Watt, the house had been listed for 4.55. So mm-hmm. if he sells it for something over that, we can guesstimate that he got a deal that he that he's gonna get a deal um but again he has not sold it it uh has merely received a price cut I'm looking at the pictures I was just gonna say it is really it looks really clean it's actually really really beautiful
1: yeah it is beautiful Um, I don't know what you call this style it's it's a little bit it's like slightly Spanish mission, but yeah, also farmhouse. I don't know. What do you call this? It is a little Mediterranean, I would
0: say. But like, don't let that word, you know how we yeah. feel about that word. Don't let it cloud your
1: your judgment or, or your thinking. It's your a ranch thinking. style home, or at least it's a one story home. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I think is really cool about it. It wraps around a, a big pool in the back and it's got vaulted ceilings with wood beams and It looks very, um, it's very modern looking, but it also feels like it could have been a mission at some point. I don't know. I'm surprised that he had to cut the price of this, actually. I mean, I know. I mean, that market is booming, too.
0: Yeah. Maybe just not for houses of this size and Uh, and this this, price. Yeah. Caliber. Yeah. Maybe it's, right, there's only so many professional athletes or, or... But there's a lot of wealthy people in, in the Houston area. So who knows? Um, but yeah, this is a cool house. Take a look at the photos. We'll link to the story in the show notes. J.J. Uh, Watt,
1: this week's real estate loser of the week. Our winner this week is Juliana and Bill Ransick. They are our power couple winners for selling their Idaho mansion for more than they bought it for.
0: Yep, they're they're a bit of
1: like serial home flippers, a little bit. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that until this news came along and we did the story. Mm-hmm. They did they did it to their Chicago place too, I believe. Um, bought
0: it, totally renovated it, and then sold it eventually.
1: It appeared in Architectural Digest in 2018, so you know what that means. That well, that means that it's headed for sale, which it was, which it was. <laughs> A good predictor yeah if, if you get the ad
0: spread you know that, that home's gonna be on the market soon um so this house in harrison idaho which is just south of coeur d'alene uh was on the market um they, they put it on the market in july of 2021 for 7.695 um and it appears okay so there. There are winners because they bought it for considerably less. They didn't actually sell it for that price. So they bought this house in Harrison, Idaho uh, for very little, um, $1.85 million in 2016. It was totally in need of a renovation. So they said, we got this. Um, They renovated the lake house and placed it on the market uh, in July 2021 for 7.695 um that's not what they sold it for they ended up selling it uh back in october for 5.6 million um but still that's a considerable profit from the 1.85 that they picked it up for did you and like rachel said this was in architectural digest so the design is uh, it's nice i like it have you are you looking at these photos rachel
1: I am um, yes it's absolutely it's breathtaking actually and the the photos that make you realize why Idaho is such a hot market right now and why everybody wants to move there because it mm-hmm. just looks like serenity encapsulated
0: it really does yeah this place is like surrounded by trees it's it has like kind of like lake house big vaulted beams vibes but it also is a little glam with like like brass touches and Mm -hmm. a big white kitchen um it's beautiful I I actually I love the design I don't I'm not a big Juliana fan but I love the design of her house
1: (laughs) yeah it is it's just the right amount of rustic just the right amount of modern and just those views can't be beat so yeah there's like whoever um, ended up with this is really lucky
0: did you see that uh the the bathtub in in, I did with, it's, like, right by the windows with all those trees. Oh, it's so pretty. Although,
1: this is a topic for another time, and I've been wanting to write about this for uh, the longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am anti-clawfoot slash soaking tub. Really? Yeah. Why is that? There's a practicality thing for me. Do you like any sort of bathtub? Uh. I just I just prefer, I like the, the bath shower combo. I'm fine with that. Okay. I, don't, so I like, don't need a clawfoot tub. I don't need a soaking tub. Separate. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to turn down a house because it has one in it. It's just not a feature <laughs> that makes me go... Take out that claw ah.
0: tub. I mean, is it because you're worried that you're going to hurt yourself
1: getting in and out of it? I have felt this way long before Do we my have injury. have
0: PTSD from your uh, knee injury last a couple years ago?
1: Uh, no, I felt this way long before my injury. Um, yeah. I I mean, read I've read that they're very difficult to clean around mm. and they get water all over the place. I don't know. Right. We could talk about this another time, but... Uh, it's one of those things that I think looks really beautiful mm-hmm. in photos, but isn't actually practical. I see that. I mean, I'm, I've i never been a bath person. And really. also, yes, I'm not a bath person. I'm a shower person. Yeah. I don't... Uh, sitting s- and soaking is kind of... Stealing my juices. Me either. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's... <laughs> But in my personal opinion, I understand that other people love baths. Totally. Yeah. If you're a bath person, go off. Like, do <laughs> you it. You do you, boo.
0: Yeah. But um, showers forever. I uh, just, I find it,
1: that's just, it seems to be the central, it seems to be a big focal point in a lot of listing photos. And mhm. Including Juliana Rancic's, but I mean, especially, every. it seems like every house I see focuses in on some sort of soaking tub.
0: Yeah, especially if it's like a new build or like a recently renovated home. It's almost like a, a luxury amenity that buyers are just like, it has to be there. We yeah. see on like HGTV shows, like they really try hard to get a soaking tub in those bathrooms.
1: Yeah. And, and sometimes I, it's I like think we it's don't stupid. need it. Yeah. It's just my odd take um, okay. don't get me started on pedestal sinks oh.
0: <laughs> save it
1: save it save it for another day um, we'll do okay. that we'll do a segment uh next week or in the future where we discuss the home features that we think are just absolutely stupid
0: have we ranted on those before yeah let's 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 get a little ranty next time all right. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> on that if, note. On that note. If you happy would bathing. Like, <laughs> happy bathing. On that note, if you would like to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, please go to realtor.com slash news. You can also go to your podcast app, go to the show notes and click on the links that are there. Um, you can also use Google. Just type in realtor.com and the topic and it should pop up. Um, If you liked what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. Um, If you want to express yourself in
1: other ways to us, (laughs) Rachel, that was great. Yeah. Express yourself via email. You can email us at podcast at realtor.com. Again, that's podcast at realtor.com. Or find us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our handle is at house party pod on all three
0: yep thank you again for hitting play and we will catch you later bye bye